Bridgestone is the official tire of the New England Patriots, and Bridgestone tires are now on sale through December 10th at all Sullivan Tire locations. Visit SullivanTire.com for a location near you. Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Injuries are starting to pile up a little bit. Now, I guess Bourne has a toe. Let's go. It's Did like you if just it, use the word stand? Yeah. No comment. How old were you when Eminem came out? <laughs> Six. I got the afternoon soaps on now today. Oh, there we go. I miss my afternoon soaps. <laughs> yes, Tamara? Not, not heavy sigh. It's like when you expect to get socks for Christmas and it turns out to be a BB gun. If you would have said socks and like an iPhone 14, okay. Yeah. Okay. But a BB gun? Yeah. You were never a young boy, were you? Yeah. No. So so regardless of what you are calling about, weigh in on on Paul's little thing. His little thing. Paul's poll. Yeah. That's Paul's poll. Paul's poll. Paul's poll. Paul's little poll. Can we leave my thing and yes. my poll out of this conversation? Yeah. Where's Andy Hart when you need one? This is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Wednesday here at Gillette Stadium, and it's really a Tuesday, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sort yeah. of. Kind of, sort of. Because of the Monday game. But um, let's see. It's Mike. It's Evan. It's Alex. It's Paul. It's me. It's Matt in the booth. And we're here for the next two hours talking Patriots. Coming up Monday night football with the Chicago Bears. I got a couple nuggets I'll throw out there. I'll bet oh. you Evan will get at least one of these. Oh. Who is the only Patriot that... In PFF has a above ninety rating. Michael Onwenu. No. Jack Jones. No. Jacoby Myers. No. Oh. Bailey Zappi. No. I don't know. Dietrich Wise. Oh. PFF. Yeah. He was and, great. And did you know that the Patriots have not given up a touchdown to a running back this year? That's random. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. It is random. What does it mean? Couple <laughs> couple little nuggets out there. Nuggets. Absolutely. Yeah. Discuss. Yeah. So there's a Discuss lot. Discuss amongst yourselves. Well, yesterday we had a little informal poll. Well, it kind of was formal. Continue today. Is oh, yeah. Not? No, I'm going to continue it yeah, today. Callers um, telling us who they prefer. Well, maybe we should get and, Evan's vote. And on, this show, and on this show, I'm <laughs> happy to, to report. <laughs> I'm happy to report on this show the majority of listeners are Mac. But you know, not all. But not all. But on other shows, it's overwhelmingly zappy. So I like to think that our listeners are a little bit more educated. <laughs> like to think. And that's not a knock on Zappy. See, people will take that as a knock on Zappy. It's not a knock on Zappy. Yeah. It's just reality. Well, that's what I heard Eric. Uh, uh, I you heard know, Evan and Alex talking about as they started their show of, you know, tenders. Like, man. like your your you know. your impression of one guy necessarily doesn't mean that you don't like the other guy. Like right. you can like Zappy and still think Mac is good, right? Yeah. Yeah. And. and in all seriousness, I would like to get Evan's thoughts because I know probably out of all of us, he was the furthest away from having any sort of zappy fever. And I don't think any of us is like coming down with any kind of affliction here. But <laughs> I, I, I'm curious if, if you've had your needle move at all. I did. Yeah, he swayed See? me. See, I told you he would. He, I told you he, he played different on Sunday. He played different. Yeah. Yeah. I. I said it on on Catch Twenty Two, and I I agree that I have been pretty anti-Zappy for the most part because of what I've seen on film. But the decision making and the processing from this last game 
was a- as good as it gets. Like, honestly, the- he made like three mistakes the whole game. And none of them were catastrophic. None of them were interceptions or pick sixes or anything like that. So we're really almost in nitpick territory with some of them. And uh, I-, I think the w- things that stood out, the two things were the ball placement, you know, uh, back shouldering Johnny Smith on the seam pass instead of leading him into the safety, throwing off of leverage you know understanding blitzes like where who's re- getting replaced in the blitz and where the open spots are going to be in the blitz coverage uh coming off first reads right like he comes off the pick play to Myers hits the backside slant to Tyquan Thornton for a touchdown uh gets to Ramondre Stevenson on third down on a check down after the initial read isn't there you know those types of processing things and decision making whatever you want to call it are uh, advanced uh, for a quarterback that's only in his second career start and yeah they they have to manage some of the deep shots right they have to scheme it up with play action and uh you know two-man route combinations which are simplified and stuff like that to get the ball down the field when he's in the game Uh, but the the decision making and the processing speed and the accuracy and the pocket movement I mean that it was on full display like that was as good of a I said before you're putting him in like post Brady era in terms of quarterback play. There's maybe two or three other games I can think of where a quarterback was as clean as Zappy was in that game on Sunday. Other games where guys have made higher downfield throws, you know, a higher degree of difficulty, but just in terms of the process, it was incredibly clean on Sunday. So how would you compare it to Mac like last year? Because those are all the things that Mac we felt like good about Mac last year. I mean, did you feel like yeah. this were, these were things Mac showed last year when when he was in his rookie year? Yeah, I, I do think so. I think the one thing that maybe stood out a little bit with me was Zappy, and maybe this is more like recency bias with Mac coming off the first read and getting to the second or getting to the check down. He was doing that a lot faster than what Mac had been doing the first three games of the year. You know, Mac, I, I thought at times, and most of it was trying to load up the, the deep shots, but I thought at times was kind of like a one-read quarterback. You know, like you know, he was kind of looking down the one side of the field or looking at the one progression and going from there. Whereas with Zappi, uh, I thought on Sunday came off a lot of covered initial reads in the second half especially and got to some of the other options in the progression uh, really impressively well. So, <laughs> what does it mean? What's your, what, but what's your verdict? <laughs> Keep playing Zappy, or this is the this is the hard part, right? Yeah. Because I don't know if it means anything. Like it could just mean that Zappy is also a good player, right? Like it, it could mean absolutely nothing. Now, I am still inclined to go with the larger sample size and and stick with Mac Jones, but I do think that it's important that some of the things that they've done well with Bailey Zappi, like the under center play action stuff has to stay in. Like, I I don't care who's at quarterback. You can't go back to back games and average 15 yards per attempt off play action and then go back to what they were doing in the first three weeks of the season when they weren't calling it like that. That has to be a part of this team, the power run game or, you know, the zone run game, whatever you want to use. It's both working decently well at this point. And the play action off of it is part of their identity as a football team. And really, it's been an identity for them since like 2018, you know, going all the way back to the Brady stuff. So, so why didn't they do it with Mac in the early in the season? Like, I mean, we were all just yeah. like thought it was ineptitude of offensive coordination and that, well, they're just not even running play action. And, and then clearly they well, knew what it was. But can why? you rule that out? No, I don't know. I, yeah, no, I, I'm not ruling out anything. You know, but maybe clearly they went to it and successful. You yeah. know, maybe they're evolving. Maybe it has something to do with the defenses that they've played. They've been. You know, some are more susceptible to 
some of that stuff than others. You know, I mean, certainly Cleveland sold out. They wanted to stop the run, and by the way, they did. Yeah. They did a really good job. Opened them up to, I would say, no fewer than 10 completely wide open oh, yeah. receivers in that game. Like, I'm not talking about, uh, he's got a step. I'm talking wide open guys. And as Evan explained, Zappi was right on it every single time. He was looking where he needed to be looking, and when he had to make a second read, he did. And he, I thought he delivered the ball. My question, I guess, would be, I mean, I think right now it's inarguable. Like, Mac Jones has more experience. He's, he's your better option, if healthy. If, yeah. if both guys are healthy, Mac Jones is a better option because he's further along the process. But do you still see a huge gap in the physical tools? In the physical tools, I, I would say not a, not necessarily. I think the one thing that you see with Mac is, look, the the six deep completions he had against Baltimore, I know there was the turnovers. I know there's a lot of context other than that. But just going off of those six throws, Zappi has not put on tape anything that's come close to that. Nope. I would agree. The best offensive stretch they had was the first two and a half quarters of the Ravens game. Yeah, so, you know, the deep shot to Devontae Parker with the safety ranging over the top and the ball drops in and beats the safety there. And, like, Zappi hasn't put anything like that on film. Now, I think, like I was kind of getting at, is that you have to, if you're Mac, like, I, I – I hope that this is a good thing for him in some ways because he's seeing some of the things that Zappy is doing and uh and almost learning from him in a way that like oh like this can be super easy like I don't have to make this really difficult on myself and throw the ball you know average 10.4 air yards attempt and lead the league in deep passes and stuff like I don't have to do that every single time like right. we can do th- things a little bit differently and, and hopefully the the coaches evolve with that. Mac can evolve with that. Now, I, I I'm not saying that it necessarily won't happen, but I, I think a lot of the things that they were doing in the first three weeks of the season were Mac driven. Like they were a shotgun team. They were more spread formations. They were more eleven personnel. They were taking deeper throws down the field. They were starting to incorporate RPOs. Like this is too much of a crossover with Alabama and what Mac was doing at Alabama to say that this wasn't that Mac, they were going without Mac's consent on doing these types of things. So will Mac go back to some of this more simplified stuff? Like, you know, I think that in some respects it's hard for a second-year quarterback that felt like he was beyond this to then reverse course and go backwards, right? Yeah. Like, I think that that might be difficult. Yeah. It'd be interesting, like, to get Josh McDaniel's viewpoint on this. Like, what would you have done in Mac's second year? You know, oh. now he'd never be honest, but you could never get that in. But I'd be interested yeah. to know, like, what would his Well, that dinosaur certainly would have stuck with the offense they were using that was was holding him back the right. last 23 right. years. I mean, I, I would just wonder, like, what would his approach have been in year two with Mac? You know, I, I don't know. I know. I don't know the answer to that. Like, now, I, I know Josh is open to new things. He's the guy that drafted Tim Tebow, right? <laughs> you know, so he was ready to do some different things in Denver. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, just I yeah. curious. I, I do think that you know some of the scheme changes I, I do think have worked out in some respects because I'm not sure Tyquan Thornton's making the plays he's making already in Josh McDaniels' offense, like with the complexities and with the just between the ears stuff that it takes to 
succeed in that offense. I don't know if, you know, maybe his speed is just so good that it doesn't matter and he kind of transcends the system anyways, but I'm not sure if he's making the plays or playing as much as he is. You know, just going back to Nikhil, he was on IR for the first eight weeks of that season. Then they took him off IR, and he still wasn't ready to play. It still took another week or two for them to get him off the field, even when he was healthy, because they're trying to get him up to speed with everything that's going on. So I I do think that in some respects, some of the simplifications and modifications that they've made have benefited guys like Taekwon and uh, maybe even a guy like Cole Strange in some respects too. But yeah, again, I I think that Max still has the higher ceiling. I I think that you still have to go with the the larger sample and, and what you trust in that. But they have to stick to some of the things that they're doing because it's making it easier for everybody. It's limiting the turnovers and they're still getting explosive plays. I mean, they had nine plays of 20 plus yards on Sunday. It's not like they're having an issue of creating chunk plays with a more simplified version of their offense. The other thing I want to bring up today is, is all these rumors that are out there now Breer had his report that we talked about yesterday, but now Ben Volan has sort of thrown gas on that fire saying that, you know, Mac needs to be humbled or needed yeah. to be humbled. <laughs> Isn't this the guy that we talked about, like, that worked really hard to put on some strength in the offseason, worked out with receivers in the offseason, uh, you know, became captain? And whether you think it's the players who do, do that or Belichick who does that, somebody thought he was, you know, he was a safe pick to be a captain. You don't do that with a guy who's got a bad attitude. So, I'm I'm really I I think some of this is irresponsible. I really do. I think somebody Florio too. Off of yeah, a DM. yeah, absolutely. I think somebody took the whole. He asked questions a lot. So wait, like I have no idea. I'm going to yeah. state yeah. right up front. Yeah. But why are you automatically assuming it's irresponsible and not true? I, I'm because I'm looking at the evidence. No one has given us one shred okay, of evidence. But they're giving you evidence to the contrary, and you're taking no. evidence evidence of like what, superficial what's things. What's the like evidence being named that they, What's the evidence that they're giving us? They're talking about the blowback that he gave about the changes in the coaches. I, I again, I'm I'm stating up front that I have no say in this. Right. I do not have inside. That's information. not evidence, though. They're saying that they neither heard. is being named a captain. They heard. Being neither named, is being named yes, captain evidence of being a, yeah, a yeah, team player. You, you no, it's not. You don't name a guy a captain who's not a team player. Okay. Right. That's that again. That's just your opinion. That's not a fact. No, I. That's more that's than your, my opinion. That's your view. It, it's, it's, I. I've been on teams with captains that were the worst people on the team. Yeah, but Everett. It's all money under the table. <laughs> it's not, not just Everett. This, this is the NFL. It's not just you know, Everett. It, I've been around a lot of selfish captains, a lot of selfish leaders. All right. Well, if well, you play a lot of sports, you've been you've been on teams with you, selfish you leaders. You think Bill would name a captain a guy who's? I really have selfish? no idea. I just, I stated for the up up front. I can't state it any more emphatically. I have no idea how Bill okay. Belichick and Mac, Matt Jones interact. I, yeah, I just think I that have no clue. the things we know that are facts counter the, you know, whether or not it's true or not, counter the idea that he, this is a guy who's got a big ego. Okay, if I told you a fact that he complained to his agent about the, the changing in the offense, would you believe me? Or would you just. What does that have to do off? with ego? Who are you to question how they're running their offense? Why not? Like, like, what does that have to do with ego? You know, like you're worried, you're concerned, okay, you don't so understand. Okay, so what does that have okay. to do with ego? 
before uh, before we get into a semantic fight, you and I have a different definition of ego. So I'm going to. I do. I I, 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 guess. I know I say this all the time, Mike. I mean, it, I'm going to step does, out of this does one. It, does this have to? Because I think ego means when, when when you do things like that. Really, Fred doesn't. So really, Fred, I, I you're automatically a good player, a good a good teammate. If you're a captain, I, I, I don't. I so, so we I'm, have I'm a philosophical difference of I, opinion. I'm wondering what's going on, and I have an ego. Well, Cap, can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah, I, I can hear you. Yeah. Mac was also named captain before any of the struggles this season, before the season even started. So, I mean, I could see something change. I could see something changing between the point where he's named captain. They go out, they have all these struggles. He has to watch before the ba- season, right? In front yeah. of him, right? Like it's. I don't know. I don't think it's. Yeah, but we were told that he's. You know, if the reports are true, that he was complaining in the off season. I, I'm not over the summer. Throughout. I'm with Paul on, uh, on the fact that I have no inside information. No but idea. Just based off of what we've been able to observe from Mac being here every single day and talking to him in training camp, he was grumpy in training camp. Like, I, there's no other way to put it. Like, he would get up to the podium and they were practicing poorly on offense and he was like grumpy, like down. We have a lot of work to do. And I, look, I, I mentioned it earlier. They were running an offense that looked like Alabama. Like they have receivers everywhere. They're ditching the fullback. They're spreading the formation. He's barely under center. And they're doing all these things. And, you know, he goes, I asked him about RPOs. He's like, yeah, I want to do RPOs. And now all of a sudden here comes RPOs. RPOs are cool. (laughs) Right. RPOs are cool. I like RPOs. And now all of a sudden they're running RPOs. They're not going under center. They're running 11 personnel 65% of the time, which is Alabama, 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 Alabama. So obviously, oh, and they're throwing the ball down the field, which I asked Matt Patricia about, and he said, in college, Mac had a lot of success throwing the ball down the field, so we thought we would throw the ball down the field more. Okay. So all of these things are doing for Mac. And I'm just going to like, but what? You so might, you so might that be means he Fred. has a big ego? No, no, you, no, might, no, my, you, you might be right. I, have, I, I don't know. I, I'm just saying, I don't take reports and immediately say what are the 17 things that I can come up with completely to eliminate this report and dismiss it like this is what everybody did to Seth Wickersham when he told you there was a rift between Belichick and Brady and he was 100% right I don't just automatically take the word of a report and I don't just automatically dismiss a report as usually is the case with these kinds of things the truth is probably somewhere in the middle I just don't think that when I think something, that my facts are more important than someone else's opinions that they make well, into facts. I, I just yeah. wonder. Like, wh- you have three guys that have come out recently and said, Max had some issues with, 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 with sort of getting on board. I think that's ego but related. See, that, that was you my don't. Point. You don't think that that's an ego thing. Okay, Evan and I kind of think that's those my are things point, superficially that are ego related. How is he? But my my point is is that two things. One, how is he unhappy with how things are going when they're building the offense to his liking? They're not so, doing it right. So they're not doing it right. Exactly. Exactly. So that he thinks that they are building an offense and they're building it incorrectly. That they, they, they with guys who coach defense, right? That the, don't know how bones, to do this. And and, and when you spent the whole off season you complaining about that. I, but but I'm a nobody. No, I know. But like, <laughs> there's, a like there's a difference between an idiot too and going to use well, it to fuel his or, or, own. Or maybe Paul's right. No, no. But there's a difference between an idiot who doesn't know what he's talking about saying, I don't know about this thing with the defensive coaches and the players thinking that. No, I know. Specifically the quarterback. But again, I, 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 I don't translate that to ego. 
I don't necessarily okay, think that's, it's that's ego, right. but the plays that they're running are Max plays. Like these are plays that Mac wants to be running, and he's not playing well. So like at some point, so at some point you have to look at it and say, okay, either this doesn't translate like it did at Alabama because of whatever is you know his physical limit. We don't have all the best players in the league, or they don't have Devonte Smith <laughs> right. and Jalen Waddle right. and all these guys that he's throwing to. Right, fair. Or and early in the year protection, like right. out at Alabama. Yeah. Or they're not coaching it well. Right, so it's either personnel or it's they're not coaching. It could be it well. either or both, or it could be both. Right, but both of those things to me add up to it jiving that the quarterback might be frustrated with the situation. Okay, and, but and part of the problem again, again, that's fair. But to me, that doesn't mean he has a big ego. Okay, and, so again, I'm not gonna let's not get it bogged down into yeah. to like the semantic argument. Maybe maybe the Florio used the wrong word that you know talking about his attitude. Maybe he's using the wrong words. But is there is there something that's you know some kind of an issue there? There you, could be. Think? There could be. Okay. Yeah. So the frustration as is often obvious. the case of PU. We kind of space. agree, but we're no, going to get no, into but, an argument about I it just, anyway. You know, when Ben Volan goes on, he goes, "This guy, he needs to be humbled." I'm like, well, "Okay, why? Like because he's concerned? Maybe yeah. he thinks he's, he's frustrated. Because maybe he thinks he's achieved a level of success in this league that he really hasn't yet." Maybe he thinks he's ready to Or maybe play he right wants to achieve it and he's worried that it's not going to happen. I'm going to paraphrase our good buddy Andy Hart's old line. He went to the Pro Bowl. He's not a Pro Bowler. Maybe he thinks he's a Pro Bowler. <laughs> but maybe he does, but it's not his fault that he went to the Pro Bowl. No, no, but maybe he thinks he deserved to be there. Maybe, but this is what like again you're going to dismiss Maybe he murdered everything. somebody okay. last week. Okay. I don't know. Now we really have brought Andy back to the show. I, 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 don't I, I just don't know. I don't think it's ego and I don't think it's like I don't know I don't know what like it is. I don't I, I really don't. He looks at it and he says, "Well, when I was at Alabama and I had Sark running this offense, we weren't coaching it like this. And when I was with Josh McDaniels last year and we were running that offense, we also weren't coaching it like this. So what the heck are we coaching?" And then I think they come back and they say, well, look at the last two games with Bailey. Because Bailey went in there and did everything that we told him to do. Right. And he just threw for 350 yards against the Browns. So, like, I, I think that right now, and, I, and this is more what Breer said than what Volan said. I think what Breer said was spot on. Yeah, Breer is different. I think Bol- Volan. Yeah, I th- but I think you're getting caught up in the, no, but the Vol- semantics Volan, of Volan, Volan saying Vol- he needs to be humbled. Well, yeah, Volan, he jumped on Breer's and tried to put inject – his own thing to it. I, I, I think, I I think largely, it was irresponsible. I largely agree with not, not the irresponsible part, but I largely agree that he jumped on someone else's report yeah. and sort of try to build off of that. Yeah. We like, talked about Breer yesterday, and I didn't say that, oh, that's wrong. Right, but I do think that's an, an example of, of his ego. I do. Okay. But you don't have it. Like, like I said, we don't think we have the same definition of the word. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with what Evan's talking about. Like, again, don't necessarily get fixated and volan has been the subject of my verbal barbs for years and i i love and i and i say like with all the love in my heart peace and love i think he's i think he's a good guy i do but i think he is wildly off base a lot of the time and i say this to him all the time it's hilarious (laughs) okay i just I don't agree that this like this huge issue that maybe Ben tried to make it out to be, and I know that someone trolled him and tried to borgess him with a fake tweet or so, a fake text or something like that. Then maybe that's part of this whole thing too, and maybe 
he was guilty of being really irresponsible, like Fred said. I just don't immediately see something that I'm like, eh, I never really thought of it that way. That's got to be wrong. Like, I, I, I don't just dismiss the stories that don't necessarily jive with my feeling. Yeah. I mean, I think, what, you know, what I mean, maybe what I feel like getting to see Mac over the last year and a half, and I've said it on the show before, it's just it doesn't exactly match up for me just in terms of the personality. The guy that I've seen, he doesn't seem like any. Now, I'm not saying that that's right. See, I'm just it saying does jive with the guy person, I've seen. My, well, well, He's kind of a mean? petulant child. Like, that's what he looks like to me on the practice field all the time. He stormed off on what, one of the Giants' practices last year, like, banging I, his listen, eyes. I, like, I, I, listen, I played tennis, and I was a monster. And breaking, that's Mac Jones I, to I me. I know, but breaking rackets, I didn't have an ego. Okay. I didn't think well, I was that's that. That's what they used to call him, in, yeah. uh, John McEnroe. McEnroe. Right. Yep. I, I just That's I, what Saban called him. Yeah. I guess my question is is what point did Mac Jones think that he knows more than Bill Belichick and that he that you know, and even if it's not working for Mac the way that it did in Alabama, you know, is there a shift that happened in him and said, Bill, you're you're doing this wrong. I don't like the way you're doing it. I mean, and that seems to me like a major rift. And if that's true, then I think the Zappy thing has legs and I wonder where these reports are. And really I also wonder why now, the, Bill... ev- the evidence to that would be why doesn't Bill just say when Mac is ready, he's our you quarterback. You just took the words right. out of my mouth. Yep. Yep. Did you, you know? guys see Doug Kyde's report today? Uh, uh, that he's an 85 to 90%. 85 to 90% and that he's been open to playing through injury and that the decision basically is up to the team. Yeah. I, uh, and now there's evidence to that, too, because I think Mac was the one that want, looked into getting the tightrope surgery and whatever, whatever reason he didn't get it. I think the team was saying, no, you just rest it and it'll get better and do you, sit out until you have ready. A, do you have a report on that? No, that you're he, citing? Yeah, he went to the doctor. He went, his, no, no, I know. But do you have uh, any information that says the team told him not to get the no, surgery? No, I, I don't. But the, the, the second opinion he went to was the guy who performs that surgery. Why would you – you could go to any doctor in the world. You chose to the, go to the doctor that performs that surgery right. to see if that will get me on the field quicker. Right, and then he, if he determined he didn't want the surgery, I, I think it was his decision on the surgery, not the team's. Well, I think, I think he weighed the, what the, that doctor said against what the team doctor said and said, all right, maybe the team doctors are right. I'll, I can't get back any quicker right. if I take the surgery. I'll, I'll, right, I'll wait. I'll just wait it out. But I, the, the initial reports that came out – were oh he doesn't want the surgery because he he wants to wait no i i think now we realize that he wanted to get out there faster like he's been the one pushing pushing to get out there faster and every report that has really come out after the initial injury and the initial aftermath has been like mac could start this weekend mac could and i don't know well, that part i don't like know all, about yeah. right but it seems like it's coming from his camp he wants to be on the field this is not up yes. to him 100%. Yeah. Alex is 100%. The Phil Perry report on Sunday during our show, when he's on his show, and he's, I'm, I'm, we're reading the tweets, we were talking about it, he looks like a guy who's not even close. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember Phil's talk? I'm watching him work out here. Mike Reese uh, had very similar comments. Ev, I don't know if you were watching yeah. his pregame. Like, he, I he, mean, he, he, he they, did, all, they all he sort of agreed that he didn't look great. He certainly did not look – it was very abundantly clear that he was not playing. Right? Oh, no. Like, that I, was I think like, it was abundantly clear he wasn't playing when they elevated Gary Gilbert yeah, on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. But you could tell me what he looked like. You were there. But, yeah, I mean, it was – Look, it was so limited. Like he, he played some catch with Bailey Zappi, and that was like pretty much the extent of any quarterbacking that we saw him do. So yeah, I, I think that when he's standing still, uh, like he's he's throwing the ball fine. But anytime he tries to move around a little right. bit, it's it's clearly a little bit 
So you had the same view that Phil and and Mike talked about. Now, to Alex's point, the next day, Phil Perry comes out and said, I I, I might have, you know, overstated. It's pretty clear that he got a call from Max Camp. Said, no, 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 no. Max ready to play. They're they're the ones. Right. Who knows? If he got the surgery, he might have played last week. Maybe. Like, I I, I, I have no problem. I said this at the start. These athletes, their body is their their whole life. They have to do what's best for their body. I don't I don't hold it against the guy who says I'm not having surgery if I don't need it. If I'm going to heal and I'm, I'm going to be the same 100 percent without surgery, who's to say if the surgery is is something that's not going to affect me long term? Right. Guy's got a long career ahead of him. I I have no problem with him deciding I'm not going to take the surgery if it means I have to sit out maybe a, a week longer than I want to. I I don't have any problem with that. You know. Now, with Kai's report, 85 to 90% right now, where's that coming from? Is it coming from Max Camp Camp or is it coming from the team? If it's coming from Max Camp, then I'm a little dubious. Of course, but it has to be coming from Max Camp. They're trying to make a push that he's feeling the heat. But if it's true, if if he is 85 to 90% right now, I think he's playing. I just Speaking in generalities, because I don't want to speak for Doug or anything like that, but there are very few people on the beat who have sources in this building, okay? So all these sources... He, get, he gets the media thing. All these reports are coming from My the agents. My boy gets the media thing. Okay, they're all coming from the agents. Of course. So, like, so there's, we- like... I'm not going to name names, but there's probably, like, two people on the beat who actually have a source inside the building. I'm going to say mm-hmm. three. Giardi? <laughs> I'm going to say three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you can match up, like, who is probably whose source. Reese yeah. McBride Perry. Yeah. No Giardi? And when I say Perry, it's Perry slash Curran. That counts yeah. as one entity. Yeah. I, I, I think that, you know, back to Mike's point, like, about, you know, hi, him questioning the coaching, right, and, and questioning Bill and his ability to coach. I, I think it's as simple sometimes as, like, okay, we installed this play and we ran this play at Alabama wildly successfully, and that's why I want it in the offense. But when we ran it at Alabama, they coached the progression this way or they coached the route this way. Or they told me to see this, or they told me to see that, and now if this he, is true, I'm done. So who, now who's who's Breer's source? He's mad now. Shut who's Breer's source? I don't know. I don't know who anybody. I just am telling you that. I can't believe you just. Well, well, I I missed. Something. I missed it. What just, oh, what just happened? happened? Oh, oh boy! Nothing, nothing Please happened. tell me you caught that. I got mad. No, I missed it. What? Oh, I don't God. even know. You just dropped an F bomb. I can't believe you got your oh, no. mic. He was like whispering to himself no, in the corner. Of course, we missed it. Oh my God. I just said, I was like, if this is true, then I'm done. Right. And but then you I just said, said, just shut the up. Oh, oh wait, <laughs> I didn't say fudge. Right. I'm not saying that that's necessarily the Sorry, case, but you can see, no, you no, could no, see how that I could know. be the case. No, no. And that's, and that's like, if you're laying that out, and sure, maybe, like, and I'm the coaches, and I'm like, Shut up. <laughs> like, like it's also who we tell you. Because <laughs> earlier this year we also had the report that Kendrick Bourne had a similar yep. disagreement. And then what happens every time Mac Jones is on the field and Kendrick Bourne gets out there? Here, Kendrick, I'm gonna throw it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them. You're out. I, I, and I hate doing it. And this I'm too, just joking. I'm yeah. being I, I that was either. very Felgren Mass like. <laughs> I, I'm just joking. I, I, I get it. I'm just trying to have fun. But it is. And I mean I I think I mean the way that Evan laid it out then, if that's possible, then is it possible the coaches are maybe making some calls saying this kid's gotta like lose the ego right now? Then I, I could see that. I, I could see that. Right. You know? and, and I just like 
Bill Belichick, if he stepped back and he just said, you know what? I've had a little bit of success in this league. <laughs> I think I know how to put together a winning program. You know, like, why am I explaining myself, you know, beyond the normal explaining myself to any player? Yeah. To this guy. Like, you're welcome. Who's been in the league for 20 minutes. What if Bill is you know? siding with you know, Mac? Really, I'd just rather have you say thank you what and if, get on with it. What if Bill, Either way. Sorry. What if Bill is siding with Mac and, this, and the leaks are coming from coaches who are upset? Them too. You, you never oh, know. You God. don't know. How deep, yeah. how deep the, the, can we go? Wait, the leaks are coming from co- what coaches? What could be, you know, Judge or Patricia leaking that this, he's got a big ego? This is what I'm saying. That's yeah. what Mike just explained. But maybe like, they're I could wor- understand it. But maybe they're worried because Belichick is like, Mac has and a point. Do it his way. There was also that report. I I, I, I'm losing all the reports in my head right now. <laughs> yeah. There's also a report that Joe Judge has become a Bailey advocate. Yeah, I think that was part of the uh, Volan. He's team Bailey. Was that part of the Volan? Th- I'm Vol- pretty sure. Okay, well, then I, I take it back because then that's probably not true. <laughs> 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 uh, and then Damn. there was the, uh, you know, way back when this all started in Green Bay, right after the Green Bay game, there was the Bill Simmons podcast oh, where right. his birdies in Foxborough were telling him yeah. that, Robert Kraft, like Bailey Zappi, just and wanted no him way. to play over Brian Hoyer. There's just no way that Bailey Zappi is going in there. And I'm not saying you know Mac was freelancing. I think that that's out there. That word's been out there too. Yeah. But there's no way that Bailey Zappi is going in there not doing it exactly how it's drawn up, right? Like oh, yeah. exactly what he's being told, right? And so I think the the only thing that comes out of this, and I you know we can go on and on about all of this this other politics. The only thing that comes out of this is like maybe a little bit more confidence that the coaches actually know what they're doing. To a degree, and and maybe that helps him in the long. Mac, I'm talking about helps him in the long run, right? Like that's what you have to help, help but help. Like I think I said this the very moment he got hurt. Sometimes you you're struggling, you get a couple of weeks off, you're watching the sideline, and it helps you. And I think that might I think that might have had something to do with why they wanted him at the game in Cleveland. I don't really think he looked like he was close to playing, but maybe they wanted him there. Yeah, on the sideline, like you you know I'm sure he was at, at the Detroit game, right? Mm-hmm. He was he was on the sideline. I, I don't oh. remember seeing him, but was he? I on, don't remember. Was he on the sideline? Right. No? no. Okay. Well, maybe they just wanted him on the sideline. Like, listen, this is what's going on. This is the communication. This is what we're seeing. And and hey, <laughs> it's working. We if we play like yeah. this, we can have success. Steve Sarkeesian wouldn't have called it like that. <laughs> See, he takes it to a place. I even, know. I, even I'm not willing to take Evan it to a place. I Were you on, on Paul's poll? No. My when, little poll? When I, you were on Paul's poll, uh, were you uh, Zappy or Matt? I try to stay off the poll when I'm uh, And by the way, when you call and write in today, you can you can do about You can talk about it, obviously anything you want, but just continue to give us a, a way in on on where you stand and it, only if you didn't weigh in yesterday we should have joe i don't judge, want repeat we should have, uh, joe judge calling i don't want this to be the democratic <laughs> process and let you just vote as many times as you want i want this to be done right with it all due bother- respect to paul's poll the whole thing bothers me about about him you know all this stuff that's coming out about max frustrations and and, and the reason why i put some merit to it is because you could see it it was palpable like we like we were standing there at the press conferences and you, it was obvious that i he, remember standing he, in front of him one of those it looked but, like he wanted to just fight somebody right, yeah but, but can I just and then say he got better i thought he got better as the as the co- yeah, as the press conference. can i just say one thing though in regards to him like like they were playing like crap like does it necessarily mean that like he like could he have just been frustrated with the performance of right. the day and was carrying that over does that necessarily mean that he was absolutely Mike. totally upset absolutely. with the whole operation and just no, this is no. all ridiculous. It could have just been general frustration again, but this is why I don't dismiss reports because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. You could be right, or 
he could have just spent the entire offseason saying, I can't believe I'm saddled with a defensive coordinator as my offensive coach. I don't know. It could have been either one of those things. Could have been somewhere in the middle, which is what I'm guessing it really was. Yeah. All right, 855-PASS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. Poor, poor Volan. Right. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. Volan's uh, getting killed, by the way, well, on Twitter. Have you seen that? Yeah. He's I, getting killed. I now, mean, if, if he's other, facing this, by the way, off a fake text, he deserves to get killed. Well, he should get fired for Right. That. The other part of it, I guess he said, you know, this isn't a report. And then yeah, later well, on he was said, that the fake text? you know, if you want to call it a report, call it a report. Right. You know, was so, that the fake text? Though? I don't know. Because I, I know he was on the radio, and, and I think with Greg Hill this morning, right. and he said, I've gotten... More, uh, you know, feedback right now. Like, just take it for that. Like, would you? Just well, say, after he said it, he yeah. said, "Now I've got text from people who should know." Yeah, that was like the phrasing I saw. It was like yeah. a Twitter DM from someone who would know. Who would know? Right. So if he's getting a fake tweet or text and he's going with it, he should get fired. Yeah. Like you don't even know who you're getting. No, it's text a de- from. No, you would if if you get a direct message on Twitter, you know who it's from. Yeah, but are you, you know take, the account. Are you taking the word? No, I know the account, but are yeah. you taking the word from someone who t- like? Well, that's how, the thing. Do you know how many things like that is. we get? Oh, yeah. Everybody's got an agenda, and we're nobody I yeah. all the time. It came from yeah. Pat Scout oh, seven my, five nine. My buddy, he's <laughs> a he's a janitor at Gillette, and right. he over and we get all and, kinds and now, of calls on the I, radio. Yeah, and now that I like work here too, I'm like, do you realize that that's like Fort Knox? Like, you really think that your buddy who like sweeps the floor is getting into Bill Belichick's office and overhearing anything important? Like, come on, like. A uh, little, little, little news. Oh, little news. Little news. Uh, Field Yachts. Yates. Yates uh, says the Patriots are signing wide receiver special teamer Raleigh Webb off of the Ravens practice squad to their 53-man roster per source. To the well, 53-man roster. According to Bill, they lost Which 66 is, players. I was going to say, that means that he can perform 40. some of those 17 roles that Cody Davis for Cody, did for those Cody, 10 uh, plays a game that yeah, you need. He appeared in two games this season on special teams and even took snaps at safety. Well, there you go. Special teams and safety. Who's the That's guy that... Cody Davis, by the way, on officially on IR. Malcolm Malcolm Perry, yeah, comes to mind. The Navy guy. I know that Malcolm Perry is like a quarterback yep. skill player Navy mix, guy. but well, like that kind of versatility. They still got that team. other guy that does that, like Lee Bowden, Lynn, Lynn, yeah. Lynn, Lynn Bowden. Bowden. Yeah, yep. I always call exactly. him Lee. No, as in I think Lynn Bowden. Lynn. I think Lynn Bowden. Bowden might be here to be more of like a pass catching back okay. training. I don't know if it but I just mean just he has that like, kind of versatility. Yeah, he some I, I have no idea if it's going well. I just know that I, I think no, that's I have no the, idea if it's going idea. well either. <laughs> How would we? <laughs> one of my one of my favorite uh, Ask PFWs today. Um, you know, asking why, why are they not activating Trey Nixon? <laughs> it's like you have like seventeen different wide receivers who at any given <laughs> point this year have contributed. Well, it's, we got to get another right. one in the mix. Yeah. Like right. Tyquan Thornton comes back two games. He's making plays. We got. What, you what know, about why, this guy? How about this guy? He why don't we trade for Robbie yeah. Anderson <laughs> oh, <laughs> after he blew up at his coaches on oh, the sidelines oh. and quit halftime? Do you think DJ – like, I saw that on Twitter. Really like, someone was like, you know, DJ Moore walking into the meeting. All I had to do was yell at someone to get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to the max. like, it's not working. 855-PATS-500. Uh, let's <laughs> go to uh, – Nasty. You're nasty. He calls himself Jimmy the Cheese. He's Jimmy from the Cheese. I don't think Jimmy the Cheese voted What's yesterday. up, Jimmy? Hey, Fred. Love the show. How you doing? Good. Um, I just got a quick background and then uh, leading to a quarterback controversy and NFL rule question, at, if I have time. Okay. Um, I grew up in New Haven, Connecticut, so Eric doesn't know what he's talking about because we have great pizza here. Best oh, pizza. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and my, my father is originally from Worcester, Mass, and he passed away, and he's a huge Giants fan because you know, back then they didn't have a team, you know, in New England. 
And I grew up in New Haven, Connecticut. I'm a huge Patriots fan. Yeah. Okay. Um, so all my life, I pretty much grew up watching Bill Belichick for like the last 40 years. Because in New Haven, they have the Giants, the Jets, and the Patriots on. Yep. Yeah. The one thing I want to say about um, I want a quarterback controversy as a Patriots fan because I want competition. I want yeah. Bill Belichick to pick the best one. That's what I want. Okay. All right. So who do you like? Well, I was I was I'm the same one that Jimmy called from Connecticut that called about sticking up for Zappy a couple weeks ago in the beginning. So my instinct, I like them, but you know I'm not ready to say you know he's the next quarterback. But I. In other words, all my chips are on Bill Belichick to to pick the best one. Oh, right, but you you you're one of those. Yeah, That's points okay. for Zappy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, you know, Jimmy. No matter what Belichick picks, that, it will, it will that's be the, right the one. that's the cop out answer that I also took in one of our posts this week. I was just like, "We'll let the coaches decide," which really <laughs> means like I'm kind of leaning towards Zappy. But how do you? You know, right now, would you agree that you really don't have an apples to apples comparison yet? Yeah, because of what, yeah. yeah. And I also think, like, you know, not to, like, stroke the Belichick ego too much, but, like, he sees things that none of us see, right? So, like, in terms of watching the tape and stuff like that, like, I, I, I see as much as I can, and, and I, but I don't, I don't know the play calls. I don't know the progression. I don't know, you know, I can guess, educated guess, but, like, obviously Belichick is 70 times beyond what I can comprehend. So, like. And Bill we trust. Right. Like, you know, he, he's got the details that we don't have. Right. I do like that point, though, of just, like, aside from all the nonsense, like, there's competition going on right now. And no matter how Mac feels, wherever he falls well, on the I spectrum. Yesterday? He's feeling some pressure. He's got to play well. Yeah. Wait till training camp next I know. year. And, and, and that's the thing. You know, we talk about, you know, why didn't Bill just say Mac's the quarterback yeah, when I he's ready, he'll play. Yeah. Maybe in Bill's mind, a second-year quarterback doesn't deserve that sure. vote of confidence yeah. yet. He hasn't earned it. Yeah. Oh, my God. He did it with Cam Newton. <laughs> at nauseum you're right. in 2020. That's a, that's a great and point. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying no, it's like, a great point. But I, I he think, was emphatic I, in 2020 all season yeah, long. I, I think with Cam, I think he knew he was dealing with yeah. someone with a very fragile ego. And I also yeah. think that there was a little – I don't know. I, I don't want to say an arrangement maybe. Like I'm going to bring you in. You're going to be the starter. Right. And you're going to help me out. I'm going to help you out. Yeah. Now, yeah. yeah, if Cam had gotten hurt, let, let's say that that game that Cam had a miss for COVID, let's say it wasn't Brian Hoyer who played that night, but it was Jared Stidham. The whole game, I know Stidham ended up coming in, and let's say Stidham ripped it up. I'm not so sure that like eight, nine, ten weeks into the season, he would have been so emphatic about Cam the I way gr- he was. Yeah, I agree with that. Like if he had, if if Stidham did what Zappy did against Cleveland, yeah. In the one game that he subbed in, I'm not sure it would have been so emphatic. But, but, I, but think, I do think there was like, I think they'd have Bill, to, you're the best. The, no, Cam, you're the best. The, that whole year was nauseating. Well, the problem with Cam is that he is kind of a Pied Piper. So, you know, Bill is always, you know, concerned with the locker room. And if, you, if, if let's say, Stidham did what Paul just said and you added a play, there's going to be guys that are, like, siding with Cam, and Bill would have had to deal with that right. somehow. Right. You know? So I do think... I, I 100% agree with Evan. He, every time he had the opportunity that year, it was emphatic. No, Cam's the quarter. Oh, yeah. Even when they were mathematically eliminated from the right. playoffs. And <laughs> right. we were all like, well, don't Why you just want to see the kid play? Yeah. Stidham for one game against the yeah, Jets in Week 17? He yeah. would. He got yeah. mad at it. 
but I do think it's a little different. It's yeah. a little funny in retrospect too with the way Zappy's played that you never even really got a chance from Stidham. Like I, you know, I know they were forced their hand into Zappy, but he played pretty well. well I mean, it, it seems like the, the, they they've got a pretty good track record here the last two years of getting rookie quarterbacks to play. They that's that age Stidham old thing is how many guys are in that category that they never really got a chance to play and might Millions. have might have been <laughs> able to take take advantage. Yeah, of. that's what it's all about. Um, Steve's in New York. Hey, Steve. Hey guys, uh, so how are you guys doing today? What's that? I said, how are you guys doing today? We're doing fine. Um, so in terms of the Mac uh, uh, situation, I'm, I, it was a quarterback controversy. I'm, I'm for Mac. I think that um, there's a lot of nuance to this. You know, uh, Zappy's playing great. I'm not taking anything away from him. I think he's he stepped up. Uh, definitely from Green Bay, and you can definitely see that him progressing, which is great. But I still, you know, when you think about future in terms of the franchise and as a quarterback, is Zappy the answer or is Mac the answer? And I don't think there's enough to say, oh, we're going to kick Mac out from being the starter because we have enough info on, on Zappy. I think they go back to Mac, and then if, if Mac continues to play bad, then I say, yeah, we need to, you know, you need to look at something here. What's going on? Um, you know, I think the, uh, you know, the reports about the attitude, or not the attitude, but the ego, I think people are getting it wrong. I don't think it's ego at all. I think it, it was built up frustration because when they first started the training camp and they were doing well on offense, you know, everyone's happy, everyone's clapping. And then as soon as they start, you know, each play being blown up or him having to run around and, you know, players not playing, I think all that frustration started building and building. And then you have the media saying, hey, you know, this new offense, what are you guys doing? You know, how, how come it's not looking good? What's going on? I think all that frustration started building up and building up in him. Uh, I think what the coaches wanted to see with him is kind of what David Andrews did, that one practice. And you guys had comments on it where he took the offense and was like, hey, you know, you know, basically had a – come to Jesus moment with everyone saying, hey, listen, you know, we got to clean this up, and then next practice they did much better. I think that's the missing piece with Mac is he, it's fine to have that want to be perfection, but you got to get that attitude to a positive way to affect your team. And you notice that with Bourne being, you know, very uh, downtrodden and, you know, uh, questioning as well, and it's, that stuff leaks, you know, throughout the team. Now you look at them now with Bailey Zappi, and there's a, a different mood, a different attitude, a different uh, morale with the team. So I think that's where Mac, you know, needs to grow, needs to learn. Yeah. Um, All right. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. I do think that's a good point, though. Yeah. And then I'm going to go listen to what Devin McCourty has to say. But the the word choice is what the I think the biggest issue is going on here. Like, I think it's not ego. Ego isn't the wrong word for it frustration is the right word for it and he should be frustrated the way that they played right you know the way they played in camp the way he played and they played as an offense in the first three weeks of the season like if he wasn't frustrated with that then that would be a bigger problem to me than him being frustrated with the fact that they weren't playing well so frustration is a is way different to me at least than than ego like that's that's, why i didn't want to get fixated on the word choice yeah like like can we have a conversation of whether or not we think there's something going on, like whatever, however you want to define it. Like if it's not an ego, it might be yeah, like sort it, of an unwillingness to, like I said, you know, we talked yeah. about Breer's report yesterday. I, I, it could be a hundred percent, you know, but I think Volan took it to a place where now 
I don't think there was, you know, yeah. he, he just he's making assumptions. I think Breer actually probably talked to somebody, you know. So he needs to be humbled. Uh, so and then the then the circling of the wagons that everybody does to, to no he doesn't to dump on Volan. It's <laughs> well, just like all right. That, on that note, that's well, not the first time. All right, Evan's going castle. to uh, some press conferences. Yeah, open locker room. Uh, yeah, Devin McCourty's going out. We'll get to hear from Bailey Zappi today. All right, uh, Eldridge. Do you read anything into that? Um, hey, fellas, ladies, how y'all doing? What's up, Eldridge? Go ahead, Biggie. Hey, you know what? I love when y'all argue. Paul, you and uh, Fred keep doing a little bit more, little more often. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love when you fight. we got to get everybody else but, uh, involved, yeah. too. I mean, no, Alex, I don't, Alex, don't argue enough. Alex looks at it like her parents are arguing. She doesn't uh, know what to do. <laughs> that was me. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, I, I know. But the, uh, one, thing, one thing I like is that, remember I told y'all about a month ago, he looked, he looked like he's mad, frustrated, because the defensive guys calling plays, and he didn't look right. And y'all going right back over a couple, about a month or so later about the same thing. But – you can't blame him for being frustrated or what let down a little bit, but I don't know. Zappy looks a whole lot better. <laughs> you know, looks a little bit better. But um, he's played well. Do you think they're shopping uh, Aguilar and uh, and Bourne because uh, they're trying to get two more receivers, or they're trying to get a tackle? I don't think they're. Tra- yeah, I don't uh, think they're shopping receivers to get receivers. Um, but I read the Jeremy Fowler piece earlier this week that. A lot of, they're taking a lot of calls on Kendrick Bourne, and so far they're unwilling to yeah. to broach that. And then, kind of a throwaway line at the very end: Aguilar has you know gotten some. It, reading between the lines, it seems to me like the Patriots are kind of telling you Aguilar is available, Bourne's not. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think anybody would want Aguilar because of the price tag. Right. Yeah. What is it like? Five million guaranteed this year. Oh, it's Kendrick Bourne unguaranteed. Yeah, I mean, okay. on well, it's guaranteed. I mean, whatever the contract is for this year is guaranteed the rest of the year because once you're on the roster of week one, it, your your base salary is guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but you ain't got to worry about Robbie Anderson. He's already with the Cardinals. They did right. this morning. Oh, yeah. Awesome. oh yeah, it was a yeah. trade. Yeah, they, they traded him Sunday. Yeah. Like yeah. basically before they got home. <laughs> Don't even come back. Thanks, well, Eldridge. All right, thank it. you. Keep on trucking. Um, all right. Lots so, of, do you read anything into? Uh, I'm being serious. Yeah, like, I, do you read anything into only, Zappy talking today? The only thing I read into it is that I, I feel like they're going to go down to the wire whenever Mac does come back. Yeah, and they're not going to. They're if, not going to make just the get the quarterback the interview out of the way. Exactly. Wednesday. So yeah. You don't read anything into right. it. Right. Because I agree. Ma- with Zappy talking roll today. Mac out, how like it would just be a circus. Exactly. There. If Zappy, if Zappy talks, it's still an open question. If right. Mac talks today, he's playing. Yeah. Right. You know. And it's and I mean it, I know Bill Belichick. Silliness aside, it is still early in the week. Like you know, there okay. could be things to, to to observe over. Okay, practice. so I, I I like the way you phrase that because I I'm kind of with you. I don't really read anything into it, but you kind of convinced me to read something into it. Yeah. The way you just said that, yeah. If Mac talked today, he'd be playing. Right. That tells me they don't know if he's playing. Oh, I, I don't think they do. That tells me they don't because if they knew he was playing, I don't think that they would waste any time. They need to get out and practice. And you know who else needs to know? The team. The team know, needs to know, too. If, Absolutely. If, if you knew it. And I understand that they can say, listen, Mac's playing this week, but Bailey Zappi's going to talk on Wednesday, and we're just going to let the Bears be in, you know, uh, in the dark about this. Yeah. yeah. I, I know you could say that to the team, but no. that ain't how teams usually I mean, do it. we don't get to watch Patriots. it, but we, if we watch practice, we would know. Yeah. Like everybody said, like, Bill will leave everybody guessing, you know, last year. You know, Miami's not going to have any idea. Brian Foot and then Cam Newton was released. <laughs> Yeah. And Bailey Zappi was the – I mean, uh, Mac Jones was the starter. And no one thought, well, that's the right way to do it. You know, like, 
I would, I would he just, was right. That is the right way to do it. I, I would just say, too, I don't think they're going to roll Mac into an interview before he plays. You know, I think there's too many unimportant questions that he would be asked, whereas after he plays, he'll have a performance to talk about. I mean, he'll obviously have to point. talk after he plays. It's but if he point. gets up there right now, so what do you think of Bailey? Huh? You know, right. Do you have any problems with the team? Well, could hey, you, Mac, could how you long have played? you felt yeah. ready yeah, to play? You, you exactly. don't have Mac talk. Could you have played uh, last week? You yeah. don't have Mac talk until after he's played a game. Yeah. yeah. Not, not I, before. I agree. I just think that if they knew definitively right now that he was playing, he'd talk. I'm not sure about that. I, I think that he's. I still think he's going to start on Monday, but I think if they knew today that he was playing, that he'd be talking. I'm with Paul, though. I think I think Matt comes back this week. Uh, yeah, I do too. Well, if especially if Kai's reports uh, accurate. One well, I just need to know. Like, I still don't know that missing piece of whether or not he's been cleared by the team. Right. Like to say it's the team's decision whether or not he plays. You don't know if it's the doctors or the coaches, but right? it makes it out. Yes, it makes it out to be that Belichick has. I understand that you're healthy. Go sit over there. It's like Hoosiers. I only have four guys on the court. You know, My team's no, on no, the no. court. No. My team's on the court. Like, you're making it sound like it's a coach's decision. Healthy scratch. Like, Mac Jones was a healthy scratch last week. He's been ready to play, and right. they haven't used him. Right. I don't think that's the case. I don't either. I don't know. think Mac Jones was a healthy scratch on Sunday. Yeah, I don't I don't either. I even just see him walking on the field like, before the game. looks like he's still got a little. Walking at that event well, the well, other week. Were you the at thing. the event, by the if way? If you were Mac. He looked like he was limping down well, the, the red well, carpet. And right. Think about it. If you were Mac and you were pushing to be out there, yeah. on Sunday when you went out for warm-ups, you'd be bouncing around. Yeah. You'd be showing people that you right. were ready, and he yeah. did not do that. Did he bowl at all? He really shouldn't have put on bowling shoes, I don't think last night oh, yeah. The yeah, they don't have a lot of support no in the they yeah. don't they don't um, one other thing i want to bring up before we get to emails um this is a, a leftover thing we were talking about going for two um you know making yeah. it you know Paul was looking wh- for an when do you do that yep. you know do you extend the game and, and wait till the last time and uh, we've had a lot of emailers and they kind of they made some good points which one uh, there was a few. No, but wh- like which scenario? The one that, that happened uh, with Cleveland. Down nine? Yeah, down nine. Okay, and the, I, and the, I, I'd, be, I'd be curious to yeah. hear them. So, Absolutely. Um, the, reason, the reasoning is that it's better to fail early and still and know, okay, now I know what I need to do, then leave it to the end because if you fail then, the game's over. Why? Because the game's over. Why? Because you didn't make the two. So now that you're operating under the premise that you scored a touchdown with no time left on the clock. Right. What, when did well, that, when not, did that not, happen? Not necessarily with no time, but with very little time. Okay, so there's no difference. Either way, you have to steal three possessions. No, no, but but you, you see what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, so I, like I've heard you, that explanation. As a matter of fact... Um, yeah, walking out. I know. You, I don't know. Okay. So we have... Um, Matt, do you know the, the, the gentleman's name that helps us out on game day behind the scenes? No. <laughs> two kids that are in, in ksp deer and headlights chris okay i think it's chris okay and i apologize chris i'm that was very felger like for not me listening. not to know your name <laughs> um i i don't mean it like that but chris said he goes listen he said i i think i can help you out a little bit he goes and i don't necessarily agree with it but this is how they think about it and he explained it, that exact same thing six so this there was i think there was six thirteen left in the game they're down nine by going for two if you miss it, now you know you still need two scores the rest of the way. Whereas if you are only down eight and you score and you miss the two, now it's too late. And I was like, well, what's the difference? You have to have an onside kick 
either way. No, but, but with six minutes left, you need three possessions. But you're not factoring in the probabilities of making a two point conversion because that's irrelevant to, to the equation. Well, completely. Well, not I really. don't know if I'm going to make the two point conversion. No matter what, I can't know. No, I, if no matter how much, no matter what the percentage of made two point conversions is, I can't know if I'm going to make it. It's impossible. But. By that philosophy, if you extrapolate it, shouldn't you just always go for two? Because you never know how, much, how many points you're going to need Correct. at the end. Why would you ever kick the extra point? Because yeah. I'll always know that I'll need an extra score. Right. Like, why is it just down oh. nine? Yeah. Like, you, if you want to tell me down 14, that's this is another new age, like last five, ten years, teams down 14 in the fourth quarter, when they score a touchdown, a lot of times teams go for two. And the line of thought is, if I make it, I can win it with another touchdown. If I miss it, I can still tie by getting one out of two two-point conversions. Mm-hmm. I should be able to yeah, convert right. one of them. I don't agree with that, but I totally understand that. The yeah. analytics people have yep. completely explained that yep. to me, me too. The, the, the merits of that line of thought. And I think that there's some thought that makes sense to that. That makes sense to me. I can't conceive a scenario that it's better to be down two scores with six minutes left than one. Yeah. I don't know why it's better that I know I'm down two scores with six (laughs) as opposed to not knowing (laughs) I'm down two scores with, say, a minute and a half. Right. Well, right? Of course that's true. Summed it up. So with six minutes left in the game, Kevin Stefanski, by missing the two-point conversion, had to onside kick because he had to steal a possession that he wouldn't have had to do had he just kicked the extra point and played defense. He could have kicked off with six minutes left, down eight, gotten a three and out that he got, and then had the ball down a score with, say, four minutes left. So, again, he's got the ball with four minutes. He goes down and scores. Let's say there's a minute and a half left. You don't get the two. What do you have to do? Onside kick. What has changed? The time on the clock. You still need three possessions. Whether you get the, the, the touchdown early or late, you still need three scores. Right, but there's more time to do it. So let me just... No, uh, there's not, Fred. Well, well it me, does, the clock doesn't change. There was six minutes left in any scenario. Either scenario, there was only six minutes left. The clock does not change. When, when Stefanski made that choice, I believe there was 6.13 left. So let me, can I just read the explanation or one of the explanations? Because we had several people who Yeah, who I know. This it. is the explanation that has been made many times, and I don't think it makes a lot of sense, unlike the down 14 one, which I think makes a lot of sense. Okay. Well, so I'm not, I'm, what I'm trying to say is I'm not, like, blind to the analytics. I think that the, the one thing that I really like about analytics is when we were growing up, Mike, when it was fourth down and you were, like, anywhere that wasn't in field goal range, you punted. Damn it, you punted because that's what my father did, and you punt the ball. I hate that. I like the fact that these analytics people are telling you fourth and one is a high-probability play. Even if I'm on my own 40-yard line, I should be able to get a yard and keep possession. I love that. The advent of going for it on fourth down, I think, has been a wildly successful influx in the league. Now, I think there's too many teams that don't know when and when they should and shouldn't do it. But I love the fact that people use the analytics now to go for fourth down. So I'm not. I'm. I'm. What I'm trying to explain is I'm not one of these yeah, dinosaurs yeah, that doesn't. A, you're not just. That's not willing to, to sure. think about it a different way. Uh, this email says, "My name's Wei, and I'm a longtime PU listener from China. 
I found out during the postgame show that Paul and company had a hard time understanding the logic behind going for two down nine late in the game. Although it's been explained countless times, I hope to lay out some points to help uh, with the logic. One, you have to convert a two-point play sooner or later to tie the game in this situation. The success percentage of conversion after the first touchdown is considered the same as the hypothetical second touchdown. So the percentage rate of doing a two-point conversion, either scenario, it's the same. It's 100% agreement. If you were two, if you were to successfully make the conversion, there's no difference between doing it first or second. But if you were to fail the conversion, it's better to fail with five minutes left than five seconds left. Three, Paul's claim that the difference between down seven and eight is negligible is simply wrong. Some people probably feel these two are similar because both are down one score, but it's drastically different winning probabilities. The goal of any in-game decision is to maximize winning probability, not to make people feel better because you're down one score for the moment. Remember, you'll have to convert a two-point play no matter what. Pushing it back doesn't make it easier. Four, Paul kept saying, I don't understand why down nine is better than down eight. Actually, nobody is saying that. It's a straw man argument set up by him. The presumed failure of the two-point play should not be included in the comparison. I can also say, I don't understand why failing a tie or lose two-point play at the end of the conversion with more time left is better than failing it with less or even no time left. The logic is to attempt two-point earlier than later so you can adjust your strategy knowing earlier whether it's successful or not. I don't know why it seems like every time someone has these explanations, they have to be snarky about it. And that's coming from the king of snark. Okay? <laughs> I don't think he was too snarky. Oh, I, I, the difference is negligible. Uh, like, in, in, in win probability is all it's about. That there's a That's ton of, not snark. There's a ton of snark in there. Oh, boy. Okay? Oh, sensey. You, why are we using hypotheticals like it's better to find out with five minutes left rather than five seconds? Right. Why can't it be the scenario that unfolded on Sunday right. with 6-17 left in the game? Why do we have to make it five seconds? Because after they scored with 6-17 left, they immediately forced a three and out and got the ball back right away. Well, that's the idea. That's what you want to do, right? But somehow it's better to be down two scores because you know you still need two scores, Mike, as opposed to being down one score. And I go down and score, I don't get the two-point conversion, I can still do my onside kick and still have a chance to get the ball back. Right? Yep. Yeah. So explain to me why it's better. At least in my scenario, kicking the extra point gave me a chance to tie the game. Cleveland never got that. You know why? Because they were stupid, and they, and they went for two. Didn't get it. Had to onside kick. Didn't get it. Never got, never got the ball back with a chance to tie. I would rather at least have a chance to tie. John in New Hampshire says, The difference is the offensive possession. Knowing you need two scores means you know the offense needs to go full sprint to score the first time or take a field goal if it makes sense. If you're down eight, you don't know if you need to score as quickly. I, I don't know. Mike, I have you ever seen a team use the hurry up <laughs> without it being oh. like in the like last the no minute? huddle? Yeah, like it, without it being like in a last-minute situation. Yes, yes, I have. So, All right. do you, so you think that that's allowed? Do you think the coach can do that? If you had to score quickly? Like, no, 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 whether you, whether you had to score quickly or not. Do sure. you think you could just, with six minutes left, I got plenty of time. I don't see why not. If you wanted to go no huddle, could you do that? I think so. Could you go hurry up? Yeah, why not? Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. Paul's got to eat. Uh, we'll be right back with more emails after this.
Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grillin' Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? 
And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zell? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing.
There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And now, great moments in history. I just feel like you got to break them into a little ball busting when they're kids, right? Like you got to understand oh, yeah. that, like you're gonna joke, and I'm not like right. trying to hurt your feelings, you know? It's like we're kind of kidding. I, with I each would other. tell Connor, tell your coach, uh, I've got my eye on him. I'm watching him. It's like I'm not gonna. Or and, and then I would say, yeah, your coach asked me to come and you know give a cradling um, clinic to the guys. You know, before. <laughs> No, that's funny. <laughs> Cradling clinic. <laughs> Fred <laughs> Connor was probably in the back of his mind. No, or, really or like, like, Did he? And the old house, I used to use the shower downstairs, and that's where like he would watch TV with his friends. So I'd come out with a towel. <laughs> and, 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 and like, God. you know. Oh, God. Like, wow. His friends would, I go, uh, hey, Sean, did you get those tickets? <laughs> like, what? To the gun show. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, he, my my son's just shaking his head because oh. he knows it's coming. And the other kid just, you know, walked right into it. it. <laughs> the 
It's a master class. Oh, master class awesome. in dadding right and there. And I just walk out. I got to st- I got to start branching out a little bit. That's another great moment from It's all true. I miss those days. Oh, best. Yeah. Yeah. All right, 855-PASS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. There was something I was going to say before. I should, I should mention that uh, this show is brought to you by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Great memories are made in Massachusetts, no matter how you choose to make them. Indoors or outdoors, scenic views or city vibes, solo or family style, whatever moves you, whatever the season Plan your perfect Massachusetts getaway at visitma.com. All right. I remembered to do that. Good. Yeah, I just got one more to do. Going to pay the bills. Yeah. Uh, lots of emails, lots of calls coming in. Uh, it's a busy Wednesday here. Yeah, but it's a Tuesday. But it's a Tuesday because we got a game on Monday. Yeah. Uh, 855-PATS-500. Let's go to Sean in Vancouver. Hey, Sean. Hey, Fred. I got a couple of things. I'm wondering if Mac Jones will have more confidence when he plays again because of the success that Zappi was having in this system. Does he going to give more confidence to the game plan? It's a good, it's a, it's a valid thought. I mean, you know, how is this affecting Mac? Is it making him, is it putting pressure on him? Is it making him realize like others have said here that, Hey, it can work, you know, um, how is he going to react to all this? And I have no idea. I really don't. Um, I'm hoping, I think he's going to come back to a better offense than what he left, but how is he going to play? I, I Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the pressure's on him, but I also think this is a little bit closer to normal for him. Of, of There haven't been a lot of times since high school where he's been the guy. And, you know, I think this is just a reminder, and maybe a lot of people don't need reminders in the NFL that your job can be gone in the blink of an eye, but... It is a reminder that, yeah, you were a rookie, you made the Pro Bowl, you did all these things last year, but there's another guy waiting behind you to take your job, and that's the case in, in all, on all the NFL. So I'm, I'm hopeful I, I, that you know, it's going to help spur him and motivate him to, to play better, um, but it's, it's tough. There's no guarantees that, oh, well, the team looked pretty good while he was gone, and now he's motivated, and he's going to come back, and he's just going to start dropping bombs all over the field to everybody. Like, he's got to go out there and do it. Well, you know, like, yeah. go ahead, Sean. Oh, sorry, Sean. Sorry, oh, sorry. Uh, Paul, uh, I just want to uh, give my attempt to try and put some logic into this whole uh, two-point, early two-point conversion thing. I, I'm looking at, at the, the game uh, last Sunday and trying to put my head into the perspective of Stefanski and what Cleveland's trying to do. Now, they're, it's, they're six minutes on the clock. Maybe they feel like the probability of three scores is pretty low. So when they went for two initially, they're thinking, well, we want to make it seven. They don't want to make it nine. They, they want to make it, they want to have it work. They know that they need, need it to work at least once. But then when it doesn't work, that's when, okay, well, you have to, you have to try and three scores and they do the onside kick, which doesn't work. So it's, it's not that you want to be nine. It's like you want it, you want it to be seven. So then the next score. Yeah. You, you, can, you uh, just explained to me why I wouldn't do it that way. Because, how you how you're saying is like you know you you have to get it either way and if you don't get it then it it's it it is it's it's a miracle like if you're down three <laughs> scores with six minutes left it, it, it yeah you you are you're needing a miracle so I would rather be down two scores with six minutes left I still yeah, need I'm a lot I still need a lot of things to happen it's still 
the win probability, right. quote unquote, is still grossly against me. Like I have very little chance right. to win a game down fifteen with six and six and a half minutes left in the game. But I like my chances better if I can go seven eight than six seven three or whatever the combination happens to be. I love how you just said that. That that, that that's that, and that that's I can't put it any more simply than yeah. that. I understand that if I don't get the two point conversion, it doesn't matter if I go early or late. I just don't see the advantage of knowing early. There is no advantage in that scenario. Like either way, you got to steal that third possession with an onside kick. I don't think it's harder to get an onside kick with a minute and a half left than it is with six and a half left. It's hard. It's a miracle. Uh, let's go to Todd, North Carolina. Hey, Todd. I was thinking about the uh, really, you know, all the zappy happiness, and I wonder if, you know, it's not only recency bias, but bias. Could it also be just, you know, the underdog? Everybody kind of roots for the underdog because that's yeah. kind of what he is, you know. Yeah. Not a six-round pick, but a fourth-round pick. You know, he's doing pretty good. Do you think some of that's involved in yeah. everybody's? And he looks like the kid from Hoosiers. He looks like the little <laughs> the diaper shot kid. I, I, I'm just going to operate under the six games that were played this year. The three games that were played with Mac didn't look as good as the three games played with Zappy. Oh, I agree. I, I mean, I, that, that's, I, I don't think there's anything that's hidden meaning. Are there other factors that maybe people are rooting for Zappy like that? Sure. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think if he wasn't playing as well that people would be wanting him because he's a better story. Yeah. Well, like, he played I'll better in the so. three games that he played than two and a half that Mac played. I would say the two and a half quarters against Baltimore, Mac played at a higher level than, than <sighs> Bailey has. Yeah. But, and I think One that the, other thing, though, tell me my defense plays better those first three games, and then well, you that's know. like your whole thing. Like he's coming back to a better offense than than what he left. Yeah, and a better can, defense. If they play against Chicago, yeah, he'll he'll have a better offense. If they play against someone that can play, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Well, better defense, but also couldn't you also see some growth with our offensive coordinators that used to be you know special teams and defense? Could they get be getting better handle of could be you know call, play calling and stuff? Yep. Maybe I think they've gotten know, Zappi's benefit a bit from that. I Absolutely. think they've gotten some experience in yeah. six weeks. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, I, I like the way Still you can't guys seem to get plays in on time. But. And I'm going to keep my vote for you know just keeping Mac on the side. I'm, I'm a Mac guy, but just keep him on the sidelines until he's more ready. <laughs> so yes, you're a Zappy guy. Make you a Zappy guy. guy. Come on, Todd, <laughs> get off the fence. Yeah, he's a Zappy oh, guy. Okay, Mac, fine. <laughs> ah, <laughs> call him. All right. You can't change your vote. This isn't the Democratic right. National Convention. Yeah. Uh, Willems and Philem, what's up, William? What's going on, Fred? How you doing? Good. Okay. Um, I have a question. Well, one for um, for Paul and Evan, but I want I ain't gonna do I ain't gonna ask them that till tomorrow because that's a different take. And it's something that they said last Thursday that had me a little like, what are you seriously? But I'll, I'll we'll talk about that tomorrow. But then I'm gonna answer the Matt Jones thing. Who started this dumb thing about Bailey's Zappy and Matt Jones? Like, who, where does this come from? What do you mean? Which thing? What's the dumb like, thing? Like, like, team, team, uh, team Zappy, team Matt. Really? Well, I think it's uh, a natural it. thing. We knew, you know, um, it's what happens. There. It's I like, would blame Bailey Zappi for that. Yeah. I mean, like, even in Dallas, I think there were some people up until last week that were like, oh, Cooper Rush should keep playing. Oh, yeah. You know? This is what happens okay. in football. Okay, I'm just going to put my narrative on this, and I'm going to leave it at that. I'll, I'll finish listening to Patriots and Phil from here. There is no – I'm going with Mac Jones all the way, and not just because he's a 15th overall pick and all that. It's just – he learned the scheme and everything from from uh, Josh McDaniels, okay? Bailey Zappi came and got drafted. 
he had to learn anything. He just had to learn to see whatever Bill is. Bill what like the straight, you know, just won't forget what he learned. And now you know it's going to take some time. So now he's he has to learn this new offense that he won. When that, I give him some little pushback that, yeah, you should question Bill a little bit, not too much, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But I just, I don't know, I, I just think it's weird, though. But it's just like, man, Max just need to come in, you know what I mean, just prove everybody wrong, shut everybody up. You know what I mean? And yep. we put all this to rest. Well, that's yep. the thing, and I hope he does. But it, that's the thing. He's got. He needs play to well. play better than yeah. Zappy did. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, I don't exactly. think it's unfair. Like the situation that Mac is in is not unfair. Right. Like a lot of guys have gotten hurt and not not been able to play, and had a guy come in and play better. Yeah. That's happened yeah, to a lot of people. Wally Pip. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Take William. Care, all right. And if he plays, if Mac comes in and plays better. He will play. I'll guarantee you Bill's not going to say, I, I'm going to play Zappi because I like him more than I like Mac. He doesn't talk back to me. <laughs> if he thinks Mac is playing better, yeah. Mac will be the guy. I think I think the tough thing, too, I've, I've noticed it with some of the calls, is that the fact that they're winning is kind of getting turned into, the team just has a better feel with Zappi. They're responding to and him. And it's like... Because you're winning, they shut out. The, <laughs> right, they shut out the bird. Like, like I mean, the uh, after, Lions, after like, the show yesterday, it. when we were walking back, I, and I, I sort of was joking around with you guys, and I was like. Honestly, like after all of this, like, what do you think their record would be if Mac didn't get hurt? And you guys also three and three, right? Yeah. right. Like you, you, you know, and maybe you could make a case for four and two, the Packers. But you certainly cannot make a case for two and four. No, right? You can't. Yeah. So, what exactly? Like this whole, they responded to him. The, the, but the, Paul, the, I think there are some people that would make the case for two and four. That and those people are the ones that just don't think Mac is good. You think and Mac? They're out there. You think Mac would have lost the Cleveland or Detroit game? Not me. So, who who but would make that case then? I, the, pe- the people. Nobody on your would shows. Make, no pe- one would make the case that they lost. The people on your shows think Mac stinks. But they don't think they would have lost to the Detroit Lions. I think they think with him in or, there. Or the Cleveland Browns. I, I, he makes Some mistakes. people worried about them beating them with the third-string quarterback. I'll, I'll grant you. I saw some picks of the yeah. other team yeah. the, I, last, I, the I, last couple of weeks. I'm telling you, man. But there's no way that anybody would have picked Detroit if yeah, Mac Jones was playing. I, I, you know, you get he negative, makes mistakes. I mean, you can points. say it, but there's no way anybody would have expected them to lose to Detroit or Cleveland Okay. if Mac Jones was, was healthy. Yeah. Sure not me. No. I picked them with – Bailey Zappi. Who do you think I would have picked with Mac? I think. I mean, I think the, the Packers game is the debate, and then with the. Jets, I think there's a chance they would have won the Packers. I think game. they might have won with Hoyer. Yeah, maybe. I do. I do. There's, like I said, there's a better argument to be made that they would be four and two if Mac didn't get hurt yeah. than there is with they would be two and four. Um, Jack and Inaba says I favor Zappi because he has better pocket presence than Mac. Yes, it's a smaller sample size, and yes, it's against weaker opponents. But in two games, Zappi's shown more pocket presence than Mac has shown in two years. Both Mac and Zappi have potential for significant improvement, but Zappi has already shown he has a higher floor than Mac. And being a rookie with a high floor, Zappi may have a higher upside. Uh, all right, I don't know. I I do think Zappi's got some. Some good athleticism to move around, you know, in the pocket and escape a little bit. But I also think Mac's a little bit underrated in that regard. And I don't know. I just I thought last year his Max Pocket's presence was was. I thought that fine. was one of his strengths. Yeah. Last year, I, I don't I, think it was in the first. I don't know the escapability, but yeah, it, it hasn't really looked the same. He's at times not. You know, I mean, drifting yeah. into pressure. Those things that we saw yeah. a few times in the opening. I think couple he did. Games. I agree. And, and I, I, but I thought that was one of his real strengths to his game last year was his pocket presence. 
Um, mm-hmm. But it, I don't think it has been in, in the early going. Uh, Denise writes in, I'm 100% for getting Mac back when 100% healthy. I hope Zappi's success has lit a fire under him and gave him more some new perspective on how this offense should operate. Good feeling to know we have a solid backup going forward. Yeah. Keep up the well-balanced conversation, guys. I listen faithfully year-round. I live in Florida, born in Mass, and you guys keep me connected to my roots. Well, thank you, Denise. So I like that. I like that email, um, mostly because of the nice things they, that she said <laughs> about us. But I, I'm just curious if you guys feel like um, there's a fire that needs to be lit. I mean, I would hope that I, I don't. Not, not really. I mean, I think he just needs to play better. I, I feel like Mac is a real motivated kid. I mean, it seems like all off season he was real motivated. Every time you saw him, he's flying somewhere, working with guys. I don't. I don't. Do you, Fred? I, I don't know. I, maybe. Maybe there is. It's just. Hmm. It's more. It's less a fire than more confident. Like, wasn't like, doing as oh, much as he could. Maybe. Maybe he thought he achieved something that he hadn't. Maybe. I, I mean, I get what you. Related. I get what you're getting at. Because I, yeah, I don't. I, I agree. Say. Your like, answer to like, your answer to me was my answer. Yeah. I. I don't think motivation's a problem. I don't think he needed a fire to be lit under him. I mean, up until camp, everything that I have firsthand well, witnessed. Well, in 2014, did Tom Brady need a fire lit under him? Yeah, I think he got lazy. <laughs> I don't know. I think he like, got a little lazy. You know, the, the, yeah. Those things that we gave him a lot of credit so for it, earlier in his so, career so, about the the parking space right. and stuff no longer became so important. If, Do you think he's going through some of that stuff right now? Maybe, but so if the greatest of all time at occasionally needs a fire lit, maybe a young guy yeah, does too. But that's, a, that, but that's a guy Kay. 10 years after maybe. his last Super Bowl. I don't know. Maybe, I'm saying. Maybe. But, but, but maybe a guy who won multiple MVPs in, in Super Bowls was entitled to maybe – take his foot off the gas a little bit in the offseason, and then, yeah, he got a little poke. Well, and you have to consider the age and his contract. Right. I'm a, yeah. I'm no, a, but, <laughs> like, I, I mean, I know you're trying to, like, set me up like you think you're you're winning the up, but, like, even bringing up the name and the stature that he had at the time is laughable that this guy would even be having to be thought of that Belichick has to do some of the same kind of tactics. And I don't know how you can look at that and say equivocally, like unequivocally, there is no no need for him to be humbled. No problems with his motivation. No, I mean, no problems with his uh, ego. Like, and you're saying, well, did Belichick, did, did, did Brady need to be poked? Yeah, I kind of think he did. But if he thought similarly about Mac, and that's what like Bailey Zappi is serving as Garoppolo to Mac right now, you don't think there's a huge difference there? Well, he drafted Garoppolo, and Zappi is in because he's hurt. No, but my point is, I know. If, I know. If there's, if I know. there's a notion that it's good that he's getting this little poke, like he shouldn't have needed it. Well, I'm saying he hasn't accomplished anything. No. Yeah, and this is the first but, time. But if in he was forever, he's like, been the starting but, but quarterback. One guy has won MVPs and Super Bowls, but, but, but and he maybe got a little bit l- lax. Listen, if he's if he's if he's frustrated, if he's questioning things, maybe this tells him, you know what, I got to get over it. I got to get over that, and I just got to go play, and don't worry about it. I, listen, I remember back when Bledsoe was in a funk, and Borges talked to Mac, you know, Mac Bledsoe, his dad, and Mac, you know, and Mac called Drew and and told Drew, you know, just go out there and have fun. Don't worry about it. And Drew even said that he goes, that was a big conversation that helped me, and he turned like he started playing better after that, uh, you know, so. Who knows? Who knows? No, we don't know. I mean, I and I can only speak from what I what I've seen, and you know, I th- I just think or what I've seen and heard. I think Mac has done everything that you could possibly ask from him, and all this other stuff. You know, 
he just has to play better. And I mean, you know, and I think sophomore slumps are a thing for a reason. And there were a lot of changes this year. And, you know, I, I definitely willing to give him a little bit of leeway, but I'd like to see him back soon and, you know, get him on track. Cause I, I, yeah. I, I think Paul's right. I think that they, he wants to get back out there and, Oh, there's no doubt. I just, I wonder what the coaching staff, how they're going to manage that situation to, yeah. You know, if, if nothing outside. else, if all this does is just tell him Mac, forget about all this. Just, just go out there and play. All right. Just yeah. do what they say. Go out. If that's, if that's all he gets out of this, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I, 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 what else is surprising to me about it though, is I just feel like this is one of the first times Mac Jones has gone into a season with clarity. You know, other seasons he's gone in, he's going to be the backup somewhere, got, you know, coming into a competition, all those kind of things. Like, he had that clarity of this is my job, I, I'm firmly entrenched. He and it did, seemed you like know, he approached it that way, too. Completely. Like, he, he, you know, he wanted Took to be a leader. And, yeah. and, and you needed him to. And, and, you know, I always go back all offseason. It's just he, he was the most important piece, you know, this year. And that's, yeah. you know, what's just surprising to hear some of these stories of, of otherwise on the surface it would appear that, that he's kind of doing everything right. Uh, Reno, uh, let's see. Yeah, Reno writes in in Knoxville, Tennessee. I feel like I'm either really stubborn or the only person who doesn't see it with Zappy. He played well, but I'm not seeing the superstar everyone else is seeing. I know no one actually called him one, but they're <laughs> acting like we found another diamond. Mac made some mistakes, but he also made great throws as well. It should be his job. So there's another one for Mac. And that's just what I keep coming back to. It's like, are either one of these guys going to get you back to the top five, seven teams in the league? That That's what really matters. I mean, otherwise, I just I don't see a whole lot of difference. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm hoping that Mac comes back and that he achieves this new level and it starts to click for him and we you know, are, are able to see this offense progressing and getting better, but – I mean, I, I can't lie that I don't see worlds of difference between them when it, when it comes to skills and stuff. Yeah. And that's why I think there's a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I thought the guy, the incumbent, was, m- like, much more skilled, I would I would say, well, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's a no-brainer. Uh, Charlie writes in, to Tamara's point and Mike's comment yesterday, if they think they need to reduce the offense to Zappy-style slash max offense from last year, they need to try to acquire a new quarterback in the draft and offseason. You can't win playoff games or games against quality teams consistently that way. You need a quarterback to come from behind and push the ball downfield. That being said, I thought he looked good in the Ravens game, mental errors aside. Some more of that would be great to see when he's back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that game's unfortunate how it just I think that the the rails fell off and then he got hurt and now that's that's kind of what you're left with and lasting image in your brain of, of Mac unfortunately. Right. And what I would worry about with that is how how sustainable is some of the plays that he made. You know, cuz I think there's a fine line on some of those like I I like I said, that's the best I've seen him play. The first two and a half quarters of the Ravens game were the best I've seen him play. And it's the best the offense has looked in 2022. But I wonder if you're sort of inevitably going to find what happened the rest of that game if you play like that all the time. And I don't have the answer to that, by the way, because oh, I, I don't get, pretend to be no, I, I, a coach. I get your point. And part of it might be the play design and what they're calling because, you know, as you said, last week was Zappy. It seemed like there were a lot of things that were, were well run and were well designed and got guys wide open and were easy throws for him. And I think to your point, Paul, a lot of, a lot of max throws, though impressive, are very – very tight, very tight throws downfield, contested catches, those kind of things. We had to talk about sustainable. And it's like there's also part of me that just wants to see Mac, you know, marry these two approaches and go back to, you know, what was working last year and, and really try to 
exploit the underneath side. They have probably Thornton. I'm just excited to see what they do with Thornton once they get him back. Uh, let's with, get back to Mac. the phones. They're stacking up again. Uh, we'll go to CJ in Atlanta. What's up, CJ? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Um, so uh, I guess on the Mac Zappy stuff, I think there's some variables in there that kind of make it difficult to make a decision. Like the defensive play is supposed supposed to improve, and what else? Uh, uh, oh yeah, the, the opponents. Uh, the first four games of the season supposed to be like the preseason, right? So we've only had two. Um, so uh, also a quick question: uh, What's going on with uh, Trey Nixon? I I thought I would see more. Of him, I guess. Uh, well, after this, no. how many receivers are you going to have active? You know, it's true. It's a numbers yeah. game, practice yeah. squad. Yeah. But I mean, maybe with Bourne, if if Bourne and Aguilar couldn't go this week, then yeah. So maybe. now maybe he gets elevated, or if someone gets traded. I yeah. mean, the trade deadline's in a couple of weeks. You seem like you have a surplus there. Then yep. Maybe if you feel good about Nixon, you trade one of those, and you have a layer of depth in case someone gets hurt. Yep. So you know, okay, he could play, but right now it's. I mean, you got too many receivers. Thanks, CJ. Let's go to Danielle in Illinois. What's up, Danielle? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. So I I haven't called in in a long time, but, um, again, I'm Chicago area, so I watch a lot of Bears games, unfortunately. Like, my, you know, Patriots doesn't really play around here. So I missed the first half of the show. I'm still trying to catch up, so I'm sorry if you guys already touched on it, but I heard a lot about everybody keeps saying, you know, picking on the weak teams and all this kind of stuff. But I don't know if you guys watched a lot of Bears games. But from what I've seen, especially last year, they only lost or won by, you know, a couple points. Um, but it seems like Fields kind of turns up the heat when they, you know, like when it gets towards the end, they're losing. He really, he really brings the heat and starts making some plays. And I know, like, the Browns, I kind of – I hated to jump the gun, but I was like, yeah, we should have this game, you know. But the Bears, I mean, their defense is pretty solid. So if we can't get open or, you know, I'm thinking maybe interceptions, if they do try to make some passes, but if they try to do a lot of roam plays, they might get shut down. The Bears has a pretty good defense from what, you know, I've, I've been seeing this year and last year. And it seems like Fields can kind of turn it up a little bit. And I don't really want to say that they're that bad of a team. I know, like, the standings show everything, you know, but, I mean, when you actually watch them play and you see how we've been playing, it kind of like, I don't know if you guys are thinking the same way, but I, I, don't, I know you guys aren't counting it out, but, um, you know, I keep hearing a lot about the weak teams and, oh, I, you know, how we out. should – how we should, you know, have it kind of thing, and oh, well, let's just pick well, on the weak teams. But I don't think the Bears are honestly as weak as everybody thinks. Yeah. Well, I mean, you obviously watch them a lot closer than I do, but when I've watched them, they look completely and utterly inept. And Fred, feel free to blah me next week if something horribly goes wrong, because I don't think this is the one game on the schedule that I said is unlosable. Yeah, I think that you can't lose to a team that doesn't throw the ball. I think that yeah, and I think right now, and you might be right, Danielle, about their defense, but right now their quarterback is playing worse than Jacoby Brissett, and you saw what happened with that. Well, he doesn't. I, I wouldn't even say he's playing worse. Than, he doesn't get to play. Right. Like he doesn't even get to. Now be a maybe that's because of him. Yeah. I don't know because I don't watch close enough. But he does not attempt twenty passes a game. Right. Like, you can't win in the it's NFL true. consistently doing that. You can win a game. If we make if we make some of those sloppy plays that I've seen, you know, penalties or just sloppy playing, 
I mean, it just takes a couple of those to turn the oh, game real fast. Listen, Danielle, if they play like that, they can lose to anyone. Right. If you turn anyone. the ball over, you can lose. Anyone. Right. Yep. So, yeah, I mean. I just wouldn't yeah. shut them out. <laughs> okay. All right. What What do you think? You know, it's not Thursday. Usually we do our picks. But what's your What's your pick for and score for the game? What do you think? Oh, gosh. Put you on the spot. Gosh, I, oh. I know. I know. You, you put it. me on the spot. Um. I think it's, I think it's going to be a lot of field goals. So, I mean, I don't even know if I can give you a definitive. Maybe let's say I'm going to go. Wow. If you're wrong, nothing happens. I, I was going to use my friend line right yeah. there. Well, this isn't the Price of Right. Perfect timing. <laughs> we probably won't even remember. Yes. Just just th- yeah. Let's let's go. Uh, just say Patriots by and give me a number. Okay, I'll, I'll say I think I think it might be close. I'll just say Patriots by three. Okay, all right, sounds good. Thanks, Danielle. If Appreciate it, the if call. If the Patriots win this game Garrett, by a field goal and, Matt, and Mac Jones plays, look out. <laughs> I, I'm with you, Paul. I, I mean, I think the way the Patriots defense is playing right now. I mean, I don't I don't have a lot of confidence yet in them. Unless of, it's forty to thirty-seven. 40. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I think this defense will shut them down, though. Uh, Patty's in Agawam. What's up, Patty? What's up, guys? Hey. Hey, Patty. Did you guys talk about um, this whole Ben Bolin situation? That- oh, you oh, missed the yeah. first half of the show. Guy. No. Guy. I, I did. I'm sorry. I, I didn't oh. Go, go back on the replay. And, and Paul and I got into it. Um, we'll wait. All right. Um, so I'll ask the question I was going to ask yesterday, too, though. Do you guys think that um, just in two of almost three games that Bailey Zappi could have possibly won over the locker room as, you know, or it took Mac like almost a whole year in an off season to, to win that over, become a captain. And well, you know what won yeah. over the locker room winning. Yeah. They won some games. Yeah. No, I you know. No, I think, and I think the team liked Mac last year. I think they, yeah. they got I, uh, like the team says a lot. I mean, I don't really, Go for what is being said. I, t- I say this all the time. I'm very consistent. I don't really listen to a lot, but the team has nothing but great things to say about Mac Jones. Right. Like yeah. I just don't think and they would you, say much if they, if they if they if they really felt the opposite. Right. They'd be quiet. I don't think you'd hear it. Yeah. 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 And the the sights and sounds video from uh, from this past game too, where you you saw a few shots of Mac. He didn't look like a malcontent. He looked like he was cheering his teammates on and being a good team player. You know, to me, so. I don't, I don't think know. anyone's don't ever called him a malcontent. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to be traded. All right, guys. Well, that's All right. That's, Thanks. That, that's next year. <laughs> him and Robbie Anderson. Uh, Chris is in Fort You let this go on much longer. Uh, that's next Chris year. Chris is in Fort Lauderdale. Watch. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. Uh, I'm just checking in. I kind of missed the beginning of the show. Is Paul still running his poll? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, got? You want to get on his poll? My, get on the poll. Uh, <laughs> well, do you want the big one or the little one? Uh, it's been getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm going to put my hat in for uh, Mac Jones still. Um, I really like what I'm seeing from Zappi. Still, sounds um, like you're voting for the Democratic president. <laughs> I think for the Patriots. So I, I, Multiple I, votes. I welcome the con- uh, controversy. Um, I have a question for uh, for Fred. Actually, I need Fred's help. Oh. Don't we all? He controls <laughs> um, the purse the strings. Other, <laughs> the other day I was uh, with one of my best friends, and I mentioned to him, that the Patriots podcast I listen to eight hours a week, 
um, is the original podcast on the internet. World's original. World's, That's yeah. correct. World's, yeah. World's original. World's original podcast. Yeah. yeah. World's um, original. He, podcast. <laughs> it's funny. I thought we were having a fire alarm for a second. He he uh, he blew me up and came after me because I didn't have any sources. And so, if you could provide me some sources to defend myself, uh, go to Wikipedia. My best friend. And in fact, um, <clears throat> wait, wait, why, why can't why can't you just be the wait, source? Um, Matt, do you have that um, uh, CBS thing? Okay, keep listening. When Matt finds it, he'll play it. But we were mentioned on what's it CBS this morning or something like that, or no Face the Nation. I don't know one of those news shows that you know the guy mentioned that we were the the first. Okay, okay. And I, I know it's well, – see, here, here's the actual truth. We weren't the first. There was another one that was before us. It was called, like, Vinyl Underground or something like that. But it stopped. We we are the longest-running, continuously-running uh, podcast. Um, you know, uh, but we were close to being the first. But we're, we're, the, we're the only – we're the longest-running in the world, period. All right. Well, that that helps, and I really appreciate that. You guys have the best show, as well as the longest running. So thank you, and I'll take it off here. All right. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. I don't know how that's going to go when he goes to explain to his friend. Well, Fred said, yeah. it's, no, it's not actually the first, but longest running. Well, though. we do have that clip Yeah, from that show. Yeah. And on Wikipedia, it says we're the original. Yeah. If I was on the other side of that argument, Wikipedia right. would not be a, a valid source. But that clip would be. Yeah. 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 Guy's talking about it. Although, how did it all come about? Did they check Wikipedia? <laughs> that's where they got the information from. Because <laughs> that's what Robert Kraft told him. <laughs> you want to do a little game? Oh, I love games, like Freddie. This one's a game. little harder. Okay. Um, right. I don't like them when they're easy. Okay. I hope this will be better than the last one I sent a few weeks when Fred gave me a C. Um, this is Neil and Warwick. Fred's a little rude. Oh. Um, one, I played with Mike Vick at Virginia Tech. Uh, going back, Virginia Tech. I was a journeyman, like most players at my position. That, that's a hint, though. Huh? Like most players at my position, journeyman. Kicker. So kicker, kicker. Well, huh? or punt quarterback, maybe. Most quarterbacks are journeymen. Well, a lot, if 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 there if someone's described as a journeyman, it's usually a kicker or a quarterback. You know, like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick is absolutely a journeyman, you know. But anyway, okay, I'm going to need more. I know. This final, is good. This final is one. Tough, tough. I also played with a Patriots wide receiver who came in a year after me. What does that at mean? At Virginia Tech? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I guess so. I don't know what is it. Shane Graham. Oh, what's, what's a kicker? A kicker? Yeah, like fill-in guy, right? A couple times. He the first time Gostowski got hurt. Yeah, yeah but he's played. He had a. A long time season. in the NFL. Oh, he was a long, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. long time. Kick He's a definitely Bengals. a journeyman. Uh, Bengals. Uh, let's see. The second one. I was an undrafted free agent that went to a school that Bill loves. So there's a few okay. of them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's a few of them. All right. I'm on the track. I won a Super Bowl in my time in the NFL, but not with the Pats. Okay. It's, it's, it's a very – that could be anyone. And then part, and then the final one. I was part of the eighteen and one team. Hmm. Two thousand and seven. Three, two, two one. one. Kyle Eckel. Oh, Navy, Navy guy, right? Two more. Huh. Um, Stumper. I, I was thinking of a Rutgers guy. <laughs> uh, me too. 
Uh, I was also an undrafted free agent that went to the same school as the Kelsey brothers. Mike Wright. Mike Wright is oh. correct. Wow. Good, Paul. What school did they go to? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Final one. My first name is a famous saying by a famous chef. Bam Childress. Right. Good. <laughs> Good, Mike. Uh, uh, see, Bam. see how we just used we used my like useless trivia <laughs> with, with his, his Hollywood <laughs> useless <laughs> trivia. Right, right. There you go. That was great. Because yeah. we really dropped the ball early. We did. Well, we still was, got it. We still Kyle got an Eccles. Kyle Eccles. I don't think I would have gotten that yeah. under any circumstances. No, but I mean, in retrospect, now that you know the yeah. answer. Yeah. Tremendous clues, yeah. like yeah. a yeah. school that Bill loves. Good job, you redeemed yourself. Like yeah. there is no school that Bill loves more than Navy. No. You, you no, got no, an A no, now. No. I you was thinking like you Navy. Rutgers. First, I was like in the SEC. I was thinking like Georgia, Alabama. You know, then I was like, oh no, 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 loves Rutgers. I, right. I fixated on Rutgers, and I couldn't think of an undrafted free agent that we had gotten from no. Rutgers. I, that's what I, my brain was too. But yeah. Navy, that's an excellent clue for that excellent. for Kyle Eckel. I just uh, I dropped the ball. Micah in Delaware. Um, says, uh, put me down for Mac. Zappy definitely took someone's job over the past couple games, but that person was Brian Hoyer as QB2. Mac should continue to start once healthy. I'm hoping he can improve on his turnovers and be more willing to take what the defense gives him. But if he can't, at least we'll know what he is and we can look forward to a quarterback camp battle next year. There it is. I, I think there's a is. chance that you're going to get a significant uh, amount of – uh, buzz about well, that. Well, let's just, let's just, just game it hypothetically. Out. Let's game it Mac out. returns this week. No, no, no. Yeah, plays the yeah. rest of the season. Well, hypothetically, let's no. say Mac is no better than Zappy. Is it a camp battle, or are we looking for a quarterback? No. I love your scenario. I am looking for a quarterback. <laughs> they have a camp battle. Right. Okay. Right. All right. Right. Okay. But, but I but. If Mac, let's say, plays it out, I think we're all in the eight and nine, nine and eight area, perhaps. Like if they play okay, let's say eight and nine, miss the playoffs, doesn't really show the ability to beat any of the good teams. They beat the bad teams. They had opportunities with a, a good quarterback could yeah, have won it. They just yeah. they can't beat Buffalo twice. They split with the Jets. Maybe even they get the Dolphins at the end, but they just fall short of the playoffs. You know, then then I think it's a tough question because then I'm in my place, like I said earlier, of I like him, but is he going to be the guy to get you to the next level? And if you have two years of not really showing a come-from-behind win, uh, uh, you know, knocking off a good team and, and just really lighting up a good defense, then then I think it's it, it gets a little bit interesting. Like, you know, and then you got Zappy year two, all, all the things he probably does this offseason to improve. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, Mike in Michigan, face value. If Mac is ready, I'd go with him. The timetable for knowing about him is more crucial beyond this year when you take into consideration the fifth-year option. If there are background shenanigans, though, that could trump the above statement. Yep. If there's stuff going on in the background. Uh, Just a little tweet here real quick. Uh, Reese saying, Barmore popped into the locker room during media access today, saw reporters, and quickly returned to the athletic training. Oh, oh that's funny. <laughs> but he said, if his sudden change of direction is any indication, he appears to have avoided a major injury. So I guess that's that's true. But at the same time, I don't know. Yeah, if he, I, I'm not willing be to say that that's, soon, that's true. I don't think he has a major injury because all you guys were telling me that he was on the sideline looking to try to get yeah, back in the game. Yeah. But, here's but a, I, like, I've been so fooled by guys' appearances in the locker room, mm -hmm. I completely eliminate but that as it, a possibility. You know, when you have that same injury and it's nagging and it forces you to come out of a game, like taking a game off, will that help you be more solid going yeah. forward? You yeah. know, and that might be the reason to not play him this week. 
Yeah, I yeah. Thought he was he was playing really well. I thought just yeah. I mean he just looked like he was really being able to overwhelm the guys trying to block him. And, 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 and it's all about leverage. If you don't have yeah. two knees, it's tough to have leverage. You I know? know, Joe Tooney's been gone for for two years now, Fred. I mean, come on, uh, <laughs> weak. Oh, uh, that's good though. No, not it's bad. Not. It's uh, a it's good not. dad joke. I'll try that. Good dad joke. Yeah. Weak. Uh, weak I sauce. Like I didn't love it. Weak sauce. Sometimes you just gotta throw them out there though. See what happens. <laughs> No, you don't. I saw one on Twitter. Sting has been kidnapped. The police don't have a lead. Not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Sting has been he doesn't get it. Sting, the lead singer of police. Uh, I got you. I got wow. you. I had to go back to the, the old Sting. Yeah. Okay. The, the wrestler? <laughs> okay, what, go well, ahead. The, the Sting? Did, no, you, no, no. did you know that basically I think one of the first podcasts was launched by the New England Patriots in August of 2000? They did a show called PFW in Progress, and it was a live show that was recorded, and you could get it on demand at Patriots.com. Um, so I don't know if that technically counts as a podcast, but I, wow. I think that it was one of the first, you know, or advised for some space in the in the beginning of this of this form, um, I think. In, interestingly, that's the year that's the year Tom Brady was drafted. So everyone sort of credits him for turning the fortunes of the Patriots around after years of ineptitude. But maybe it was the podcast. <laughs> that that was Mark Leibovich, who, who had you know author, New York Times writer, and the other guy was the guy from CBS who hosts, you know, one, Face mm. the Nation, I believe. Mm. You know, and that's their podcast. So any any no no more information as opposed to as I think I believe. Uh, could Pretty be. sure he's right on the name. <laughs> okay, yeah. I know From the Slate podcast. The Slate. The Slate. Slate. The Slate. Yeah, that's it. Um, I, yeah, I don't think it was national tele- television, like Face the Nation. Or no, it, I, I, he absolutely wasn't. But the he person is. on this Slate podcast hosts Face the Nation. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't doubt me. Um, Linda from Boston writes in. Forget don't at ben, me, bro. Forget Ben Volan. Most Globe readers do. I agree. <laughs> I'm now on Team Zappy. Oh. Because oh. he is as talented as Mac, if I'm understanding Evan correctly, and is willing to run Matt Patricia's offense. If he's going to be Brady 2019 without being Brady, then I think we should stick with Bailey Zappy. Note to Fred, Albert Breer said on Monday that the team wanted Mac to have surgery, and Mac did not. He was on the Dan Patrick Show. Check it out. Okay. Okay. Well, That's the way it's been explained to me. That's why I asked you if you had any information that had it the other no, way. No, I, I, the only information I had was the guy he went for the second opinion was the tightrope guy. Right. And yeah. I think that's why he went for the second opinion because he knew that they wanted him to have surgery. And then he said, okay, I'm not going to do hey, it. Hey, do me a favor. Just go talk to my guy, you know, a little bit, tell you what's up. But again, I'm good. This is what happened. Like, you don't have any information. So you're forced to, to sort of try to extrapolate. Off of speculation. Yeah. And none of us has it exactly right. No. I mean, we're stuck debating who wants Mac back faster. Does Mac want to come back faster? Does the team want him to get surgery to come back uh, faster? And or? like I said, I, I know I sound like a Mac apologist when I keep saying it. I totally would feel that way about anybody saying, if I don't have to – like, you tear an ACL, you can't come back and play until you get it repaired. You break a bone, you need a cast to have the bone, you know, r- repaired. With this – High ankle sprain, you can get a tightrope surgery, which we're learning about that we didn't really have any information on before now, or you can let it heal. 
and unless it's like you can have surgery and be back in four weeks or you can let it heal and you're done for the season, if I'm an athlete, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to let it heal. If the difference is negligible, maybe I'm back a week or two earlier with the surgery, I, I have to think that any doctor would tell you, let it heal. If you don't have to go in. If you in, don't have to. Right. Don't. Don't. Right. They always do that. Uh, Michael says, with many teams that were predicted to come out of the gate looking pretty average right now, Broncos, Bucks, Raiders, Miami, does this change the playoff scenario? Do we have a better road now? Oh, boy. We're a long I think way from I that. I don't think your road is any different, but the road in the AFC in general I thought was going to be deep, and it still looks top-heavy to me. It kind of looks like last year. Like, I, I think you have Buffalo and Kansas City. I still think Cincinnati's pretty good, even though they have a middling record. I think they're working through some stuff and they're getting closer. But I don't really think Indy or Tennessee is a threat in the South. I don't think there's anything to worry about in the South. I think Baltimore is still pretty good. they got to figure out how to hold a lead. You know, Baltimore's had – did you know this, Fred? What's that? Baltimore's had a double-digit lead in every game this year in their 3-3. Three and three. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Bad coaching. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's past Harbaugh games passed them by. Maybe it's passed them by. <laughs> I'm only maybe he's I mean, maybe not passing them by, but maybe he's losing the room a little bit. Yeah. He changed the defensive coordinator and they can't hold a ten point lead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh this is a good one. Uh Ryan says, I understand all the hot takery after such a game, but the fact that one of the pillars of this great organization added another win to his impressive career total and was barely acknowledged by you yesterday was disappointing. Barely acknowledged. Oh my god. Bailey Zappi's second professional win in his current place should have been covered. <laughs> oh, sorry. He trolled the, me. You than, got me. Than the meager 118 minutes devoted on Tuesday. <laughs> you be, got me. Be better, he says. Excellent oh, email. Wow. And my ha- Sir, yeah. Yeah. hats off. <laughs> P.S. It's Mac Jones hands down. Why are we even doing this? Uh, and I have you down for a Mac vote. But uh, nice I am so impressed. It's, it's oh, so rare. He that triggered they, you, and then he pulled the rug out. Yes. Yep. And I'm Perfect. so jealous. So jealous. That was very well done. All right. Um, score recap here speaking of well uh, done. Six to four today. Six to four. Okay. Man. A little closer. Uh, hey, Patriots fans. Everybody listening is one, so <laughs> what? I, don't, I don't really need to say that. But I'm here to tell you about NFL All Day. With NFL All Day, all your favorite Patriots highlights become digital video collectibles called Moments. Not only can you buy and sell them on a secure marketplace full of thousands of NFL fans, you can also use them to compete in epic game day challenges. Check it out and find some moments from all your favorite Patriots players on NFLAllDay.com. All right, that's going to be it for this edition of the world's original podcast, Patriots Unfiltered. We'll be back tomorrow, big day tomorrow. We got us, we got the playbook, we got picks. We'll talk to you then. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original podcast.